This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi everyone, it's Alice Cash from Jubilance for PMS and welcome to This Weekly Woman. We have a really great lineup today. First, I'm going to be talking about why you should be decorating this year, even if you're the only person who sees it, like me in my one-bedroom apartment in New York. And then for our second half of the show, I'm talking to Edie Huo, who is Miss Teen Toronto, as well as a finalist for Miss Teen Canada, and she is talking to us about the pageant scene, being positive, and how she got into coaching and became an entrepreneur. So welcome to the show today. In a year that's felt like the worst year in history, the twinkling promise of joy for the holiday season is keeping many people's spirits high right now. There are so many traditions from putting up a Christmas tree, getting out the menorah, wrapping gifts, making cookies. The holiday season can bring out of us feelings of happiness, love, goodwill, and cheer. And let's get real, we all need those feelings this year. I am currently in California and the whole state is shut down. We can't leave the house except for exercising and essential reasons. And it feels a little sad to just decorate for myself, whether it's here in California or at my real house back in New York. No one can come into my house, I'm not having any parties this year, and I'll be calling my family members over Zoom. But decorating makes me feel good. Decorate for yourself. Whenever you look at the tree or those cookies or those lights, you can't help but smile. I'm putting up decorations for self-care. Decorations are also important because you're spending so much time at your house this year. It's not like we're visiting grandma's house or going out to eat or even going to those traditional parties, but you have to hang out at home. So why not make your space as magical as possible? Give yourself that joy. Putting up decorations can actually have psychological benefits. Putting up decorations can remind you of good times and the connections you have to your family and those objects. You might pick up an ornament or a candle and remember the last time you used it or where you bought it. Objects carry memories, and you should be remembering the good times right now. I think everything that you can do to make your home cozier and more celebratory this winter can only help your mental state, says Heather Garbutt, psychotherapist and director of the Counseling and Psychotherapy Center. By decorating, you're creating something different in your otherwise normal environment, so you're lifting your mood by the difference that you're seeing. Might we suggest fairy lights or even just add a fun new candle? The scene can make you smile. You're bringing yourself back to childhood. Remember the excitement of decorating when you were a kid? You got to drink hot cocoa. Oh my gosh, you have to check out our amazing peppermint cocoa recipe on our blog and decide where to place all those nutcrackers. Everything seemed magical back then. Why not make an event out of it again? Spike that hot chocolate with some peppermint schnapps and make the biggest snowman you can in your front yard. Or write cards to your friends to send out. Bring back that joy of childhood. A study out of Harvard University states that the act of creating a ritual brings comfort, especially during hard times. By creating the ritual of decorating, you're able to help your mental well-being. You should be doing the things that bring you joy right now. There's no reason not to decorate, even if it's only for yourself. Bring a little happiness into your home and reframe your mindset to enjoy the little things like decorating or smelling your brand new candle. Edie Huo is a Toronto-based pageant coach using her passion for community and confidence to help others find their voice on stage. She was Miss Teen Toronto 
and a finalist for Miss Teen Canada. We're so excited to talk to her today. Welcome! Oh, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here today. Yay! We're so happy to have you! <laughs> thank you. What is your favorite word in the dictionary? My favorite word in the dictionary has to be ebullience, which means the quality of being excited or like enthusiastic, which I think is a, it's a personality trait that I really aspire to be. And I just really love that word because it represents so much for a person and all those positive, warm, fuzzy feelings that we associate with like excitedness and enthusiasm. That's amazing. And actually, I was thinking about your word last week because we kind of started talking last week. Um, but the company that I work for that puts this on is called Jubilance. And so it kind of has a similar notion and word definition as yours. I think everything just all becomes this warm, fuzzy, positive little mishmash that I just love. And I feel like it really speaks to me because it's just so like positive and so uplifting. I think that's great. That's definitely what we need right now. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of like these crazy times, uh, what is the TV show that you've binged in quarantine? So a guilty pleasure of mine is Friends because although some people do find it a bit corny, the laugh tracks are like a bit out there, but I just like how silly and how fun the show over overall like it is. It's so over the top that for me, like right now, especially during quarantine, I think it's a really, really great way to relax and to get your mind off of things just by like, you know, how crazy the entire thing is. And just, it's a, for a form of escapism that I really love. So my favorite TV show has got to be Friends. Oh, that's awesome. I actually have never watched Friends, but I know it's like iconic and amazing. Yeah, it's iconic. iconic. Yeah, and it's set in New York where I live, which is kind of bad that I haven't watched it. <laughs> Honestly, they have like the, the cafe called Central Perk, which is like a play on Central Park. Oh. Everything's just New York themed. And I want to look to, I want, I really want to move to New York actually. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh. What would you do in New York? Honestly, I'm a, I'm very big on art, so I'd probably go and like, you know, watch Broadway every other day and like go to like the Met, the Met um, Museum like every day probably. I'd probably go there like twice a day because I just really love like how there's so much art and so much history in New York. Yes. So, yeah. Have you ever made it here to New York? I've been to New York probably three or four times. Oh, excuse so. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I love the city overall. Like the vibe is just so, um, like it's so positive and so just everyone has like this goal in their mind and they're just so motivated. And I, I just like love overall the environment that's there. I've definitely heard the goal-oriented thing, but definitely not the positives. <laughs> like, people are positive, but that's so nice. <laughs> I feel like a happier New Yorker now. Yeah, every New Yorker I've met has been so welcoming and so, like, you know, ready to assist, so happy, so, you know, like, just, they're so, like, happy in, in what they have in their lives, and they're just, yeah, they're all so smiley, too, so. Wow, I, I like your version of New York. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Where is your favorite place you've ever traveled? Was it New York? Um, Probably, yeah, New York. New York is, like, the place that I like to go to so many times, but the most unique place or my favorite place, like personality growth wise, um, has to be like Cambodia because I've been traveling since I was two. I've been to like 25 countries, wow. um, but in Cambodia, like I really understood like the beauty of different cultures because Cambodia is, you know, it's a teeny tiny little country in the middle of like a gigantic forest. 
and that they have so much like ancient culture there's so much just like it's just it's like a completely new world like i've never like it's it's a whole different reality from one that i know because i've mainly grown up in canada so it's it's just completely different and i really loved also as well how like everyone there everyone there like had a really deep knowledge of their culture and there were so many like ancient testaments to humanity and I, overall i just to see that firsthand i just loved that because it was just so like eye-opening for me that's amazing when were you in cambodia um so when i was in grade four or five my visa was messed up so i had to go out um every like two two months because i was um i was studying in beijing then um wow. to learn Mandarin. so basically every two months i would leave to explore a new part of asia um that's how i got like a lot of travel experience and that's how i, I ended up in cambodia because it was just the one place that i'd always like I'd always, I'd always heard of it. Like we all know of Cambodia. We know of like the place exists, but like not a lot of people, it's not like a very hot tourist destination. So I was just like, you know, it seems like this part of human history that seemed so exceptionally like, you know, just because everything there was just, it had this feeling of like you transporting back in time because everything's just really old. It's all just like, oh, it's not old. It's, it's like ancient. It's, it's like 500 centuries. It's like 500 wow. years old. So I just, that's how I ended up in Cambodia. That's amazing. And wait, like, I need to ask you, so you're just in Beijing studying Mandarin. Can you talk about, like, so you live in Toronto now, yeah. um, and you lived in Beijing. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your story? So um, I grew up in Vancouver, actually. Uh, that's where that's where I call my hometown, because I was in, Man I was in Vancouver for, like, the better part of my life, basically. But when I was around in grade two or three, I would say, um, my parents were like, reconnect a bit with like your Mandarin because I was kind of losing that along the way as I grew up. So I went to China for three or four years where I studied, wow. where I studied Mandarin, um, just got a bit of the culture. And then I just came right back because I could not miss poutine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. Is that your favorite food? It's my favorite food, like, except for poutine, lasagna. They're, Close contenders, but two very carby, delicious, like cozy yeah. foods. <laughs> it's, it's such a comfort, like they're just amazing, gooey deliciousness of cheese. That's amazing. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so you're in Toronto now, right? Yes, I'm in Toronto. Oh, cool. And what is your favorite part about Toronto? Oh, genuinely, it's the people that are here because, like, all my sponsors that I've had in Toronto, um, for example, my first sponsor, Richmond Hill Bridal Boutique, at the time I was still a very small personality. I was kind of new to the whole world of pageantry. So at that time, they were so welcoming, so open. And I think that that like personality trait has carried on throughout everyone I've met here because everyone here is so nice. They're so enthusiastic, especially when it comes to sports like hockey or basketball. Everyone is cheering, like they're all going crazy. It's like, you know, everyone here, it's like a really, really, although we're so, although Toronto is huge, um, it's a very, like, human-wise, everyone's still very connected. Like, their spirits feel like they're all the same person. So I feel like, yeah, just that feeling of, like, warm and how unified and just how open Toronto is, I think, is my favorite part of the city. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that sounds like a great place. It sounds like your birth in New York, too. Everyone happy. That's, that's great. So we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor, Chibulance for PMS. It's a daily supplement that helps you be you. 
Jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of PMS. That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilance Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. Um, and can you talk a little bit more about like what was your journey in going into pageants? What got you into them? Because now you're a pageant coach. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your journey in the pageant world? So because I've been traveling around basically my entire life, um, I did I did go through a bit of an identity crisis as a sixth grader. I know I'm so quirky. <laughs> like basically, it was just because I was moving around, I was trying to assimilate into like. A bunch of different social norms in different you know, countries and they're very different so I felt like I was really lacking in my own self-confidence because I didn't know who I was I didn't know what I wanted because I was just trying to you know match the vibe of everyone around me so when I when I heard about pageants like especially when I, I competed in Miss Teen Canada there was there were they placed a really really heavy emphasis on your personality and like who you are and being your best self on stage so I just felt like you know what this is the time for me to just you know, trying to discover who I am and, and just show that on stage and maybe get some formal recognition that, like, I am who I am. And that would be great for me, like, just to get out of that um, little bubble that I was in. That's awesome. And so you competed as Miss, Tor Miss Teen Toronto and you yeah. won. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that experience and then moving to Miss Teen Canada? Yeah, so honestly, um, before I competed, my main source of like pageant knowledge was toddlers and tiaras, which is show <laughs> that um, yeah no that that some myth busting is that that's completely false. Basically, um, at pageantry, what I discovered is I now have so many close friends that I know are there for me no matter what. Um, and I realized that you know what, like the entire experience is just you tr you trying to be your best self and you going into this community of of women that are just so uplifting and so supportive of, of each other. So that like stereotype of people being catty backstage, people like, you know, just being mean overall, it's completely false. Like everyone backstage, if you're missing a button, if your dress rips, people will be there to help you and support you and just try and guide you through the entire process. So I think that my experience was very, very overwhelmingly positive because the director, the choreographer, the people backstage, even my fellow competitors, my sisters, like everyone was just so nice. I think that the experience was just amazing. I love that you call them your sisters. That's that's really special and heartwarming. I mean, I think the only thing I know about pageants and pageantry is from Miss Congeniality. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's my experience. But it's it's great to hear like those myth busting um, ideas mm -hmm. that you have. And then you moved on to becoming a pageant coach. Can you talk a little bit about deciding to coach other women? So right now I'm still competing because um, I still want to, you know, like sort of just 
improve on myself and to kind of just try and, you know, do something good for me. But I also decided to become a coach because I found that in my first pageant, I was very budget conscious because like, you know, as a 13 year old, I don't have like thousands of dollars to throw around. So I was just very budget conscious. And I just decided that I was not going to have a coach because coaches out there were pretty expensive, pretty pricey. And because I was surviving off of my pocket money, that was not going to cut it right. So I was just like now, um, I think that the wealth inequality within pageantry is also pretty big because girls that are able to, like, you know, put out like hundreds of dollars per hour, they have like a huge leg up, right? So I was thinking that maybe I can, you know, offer a budget conscious, like a cheaper pageant service, pageant coaching service, where I can help you with like um, what I found lacking in my own first preparation of my pageant. So as a coach, I just want to um, just help you cultivate an image, help you find your pageant personality, help you just build the wardrobe or those skills that match your vision, but at a cost that, you know, makes sense for your budget. Oh, that's amazing. And can you talk a little bit about some of your clients and who you've inspired? So um, my latest client is called Melody Goderi. She has an album right now that's out and she has amazing music as well. But when she first came to me, I found that she was a bit unconfident, which I like, which I found really, really astounding because she's such a talented woman. Like she has so many talents. She's so she's she's basically perfect and gorgeous and like, you know, everything nice. But she was just lacking in that personal like confidence. So I just tried to change that because I feel like like every single one of us has the ability to become, you know, like our best selves because we can be our best selves. It's inside of us. We just haven't, you know, kind of connected with her yet. So I just felt like um, I just kind of tried to help her see like why she was so amazing, help her see like how she could like project that like, you know, amazing person that she is out there to everyone versus just to herself. So I think that that's how I try to inspire my clients by helping them get in touch with like the best version of themselves. Oh, that's wonderful, Edie. Wow. And like amazing that she has like a music album as well. Like what a girl who's doing everything. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, And something that we always ask on this podcast is what does womanhood mean to you? Womanhood to me, it means a woman being able to come to terms with who she is. Because I think that when we are developing as younger, like girls or teens, what we're doing is we're trying to find ourselves. We're trying to find who we are and what we hold most dear to our hearts. So I think that as a woman, like in, in womanhood, I think what it means is just you being able to find that and being able to find who you are and to discover your own personal confidence. I think that's when someone reaches womanhood. I think also womanhood is just when people are confident, when women are just, you know, they know who, they know what they bring to the table, they know what they can do, and they're overall just confident in themselves. I think that's wonderful, that idea of finding confidence and such a through line in your work, like as a coach and helping your clients and like you discovering confidence in like being yourself uh, Mm -hmm. up on the stage. And that's just awesome. Um, And another question we always ask is if you just like met someone on the street, like a woman on the street and you had like one sentence of advice for her, what would it be? If people around you don't like you, if the people that, if the other people also don't like you, but if you like yourself, you have one in life. Because I think that what we try to do is everyone just tries to gain, like, you know, the recognition, like, you know, the esteem in their social circle. But I think that if you continue to do that and you don't understand that you inherently from being yourself, 
like because you are your own unique human being nobody else has lived like you have i think that if you discover that you are enough in and of yourself regardless of other people's validation i think that that is how anyone can become their best self yeah i think that's wonderful and like comes from within definitely of deciding to be your best self um mm-hmm. and not not thinking about what other people think which is definitely hard <laughs> yeah it's hard like for me, even now, some days I get up and I don't, I don't feel like I like myself and that's totally okay. But I think that understanding that even if you don't feel like, you know, today is my best day, you can, st- you can still be your best self because you can still understand that, you know, even though today I feel, I feel bad, um, there are other days, there are things I have done that I've, I've helped others maybe, or I've, you know, I've imparted a bit of kindness on this world. I've left a mark on someone else's lives. It's positive. I think just remembering all that stuff and remembering what you have done as a person, I think is the best way to just really get over that sort of, you know, like, I don't think I'm enough sort of mental, um, like block even. Yeah, that is awesome. And something I need to work on a lot more. I like that idea that you are able to think about like every day isn't going to be the best day, but you can think about how you've helped like your client or how you've helped someone or that little bit of kindness you said and um, kind of turn that day around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Edie, how can people get in contact with you? How can they find out about your coaching? So currently um, you can reach out to me at my business email, which is ediehuopageantcoaching at gmail.com. Just reach out through me there and I can send you, for example, like a client intake form or a, like a or I can send you some like overall like introductions to pageantry and then you can decide whether, whether you want to move forward. But if you don't feel like you're at that step yet, but just want to like know a bit more about me, know a bit more about pageantry, you can always reach, reach out to me at my Instagram, which is ed underscore H-U-O. I will reply to you as soon as I can. Awesome. That's so amazing. Yes, everyone, you should check out her Instagram. It's great. And um, definitely look into her being your coach if you're in the pageant world. Um, Thank you so much for being on, Edie. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. 